0: what's going on everybody ladies gentlemen non-binary folk out there this is the eat sleep elite repeat podcast your weekly AEW review and breakdown hold on let me re-say that because that was that was a jumble of words your weekly AEW review and breakdown uh i am your host i haven't introduced myself in a while so i'm actually gonna do myself for it first here because i actually you know uh i never do so i'm actually gonna do it for once Uh, what's going on i'm the, the duke the digital phantom uh, the Duke of Derbs, and this is my buddy Charlie.
1: Hey.
0: Uh, hey.
1: Doing all right. Um, it's it's a new era in AEW.
0: A draft era, you might say. No, um, hey, hey, But uh I think that's gonna be kind of the theme of this like week for us, uh draft the obviously the 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 NFL draft just uh just finished up, right? And uh then you know WWE did its draft, which um from what I saw went horribly. Um, four which, rounds
1: in two hours. GG. Well,
0: no, I mean, like I think that the rosters <laughs> just apparently look really bad too. Like I don't know. Um, and no, and no one's and no one understands things. why. I so saw the, the news story I saw when I woke up today, Charlie, was um that everyone's like so confused at a decision that I think Vince made or something like that to do with the draft. I don't know. Anyway, um, but anyway so yeah so that aside but then obviously we we talked about this i think last week anyway we're gonna be doing an aw like collision versus dynamite uh fantasy draft that we you know we love we love doing fantasy booking around here and uh, we also are big fans of drafts like we've i mean charlie i don't know how many years you've followed the draft and covered the draft for a lot Oh yeah. um you know and like i i've followed and covered it with you for like the last couple of years I actually the last couple of years i really haven't but because i focused mostly on other things but um other than that i i have the last few years before that i i was pretty tightly like wound in on it so we like drafts like we've done drafts for like big brother stuff we've done drafts for nonsense we'll probably do like a game of thrones army fantasy draft <laughs> at some point with all the lords and that are listed in history and like who's going to build the biggest uh, I'm coalition big,
1: bigger, pick one. <laughs> Just... yeah literally
0: oh drag yeah dragons <laughs> tier list we'll probably do at some point or something during house of the dragon season two because that'd be fun um yeah i don't know anyway um so yeah no i mean this long drawn out intro aside there are a few other things i should take care of actually before before i get too um lost in the sauce here um i'm gonna go ahead and say what what is this the first time you guys are listening to this show you can uh, follow us both on twitter you can follow me at bane duke that's b-a-n-e-d-u-k-e and uh, at o charlie with an x instead of an a for charlie and also the podcast itself you can follow at eat sleep elite because you know if you want to be connected with the community of podcasting and uh wrestling fans that we're, we're sort of building over there um that's a good place to get connected on that stuff also whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening on this uh listening to this podcast on right now make sure you go ahead and uh you know follow and subscribe whether it's apple podcast google podcast spotify you know pandora whatever whatever you happen to be listening to us on shout out to the spotify crew i know you're always growing and uh you know you, get, you obviously have um Large uh large E pins, um uh even even the women. Um anyway, um and uh do we have female listeners? I don't know. Anyway, um but do we get stat breakdowns like male versus female? I have no idea. Um I don't know,
1: but hey, I can I can tell you this. Our Canada, shout out the good brother Canadians, because holy shit, you guys are awesome.
0: Wow. Well that probably no, but now we're gonna regret all those old podcasts where we would do the kid the the Canadian accent. But anyway, um
1: <laughs> Maybe they dig it there, bud.
0: Maybe they dig it, man. They're like, "Hey, hey Canada representation." Hey, no. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah. Other than that, though, um, there's one other thing I want to mention, um, and I'll probably I might mention this again throughout. <clears throat> excuse me, the course of this pod. Uh, but we we like I mentioned that uh, fantasy draft we're gonna do, um, that should come out on Wednesday. So we're this is we're recording this on like Monday morning, so this should be out. I assume by the end of Monday. I don't know what time you'll you'll have this out by, um, but uh, either way, whenever whenever Charlie can you know, get get this uh, uploaded. Um, and then on Wednesday, sometime before dynamite comes on, uh, we're going to have the fantasy draft live. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Um, uh, so that, yeah. So you're interested in that. If that rustles your jimmies, if you're, if you're interested in, um, that stuff, then make sure you do that. Speaking of drafts, Charlie, there was a weird, uh, this is just something I just thought I'd talk about. Cause we're in, we're in draft mode. There was a guy that like super fell out of the first round that was supposed to go to my team, the Colts, um,
1: the betting odd favorite quarterback will levis yeah he was uh every single other camera shot it felt like uh espn and nfl network were both uh getting a little shot of will levis still in the green room looking sad because people thought he was going to the colts for about the past two months and they knew they knew better let me just say that uh no no he's good but he ended up finding himself a nice home in the second round of the titans where let's let's be honest they don't like malik willis and have the Titans
0: haven't been in need. They've been trying to fix their their quarterback situation for since Tannehill started to fall
1: off, which yeah. is like a couple of years ago now. So you yep. know, like, and so now it's it's uh it's, it's best of both worlds because your team. It's funny how my I stopped watching football
0: for a couple of years. The same storylines are still like the Tannehill situation, <laughs> and because he was good, but he wasn't good enough to win a Super Bowl. That's what they figured out in the playoffs. You know what I mean, like. So, you know, they needed a new guy and that's been a quest for them. So the AFC South being a Colts fan has been great because if we could have put a team together, we could have won the AFC South like without quite, we we did almost, we made the playoffs nearly every year that we didn't because that was such a bad division. You know, the Jaguars are just nonsense. I mean, I love Tony Khan, but I, obviously there's just, I don't know what's happening. I mean, I think they're starting to get better. The Jaguars but-
1: would bring in all these star players and then they just end up fucking leaving. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: I don't know what it is about that organization. Like, maybe they need a cultural change there. Like, I think that's something I've heard is the culture there sucks, which I don't know, you know. Admit, that's
1: I mean. why they bring in Trevor Lawrence.
0: I'm not going to make any jokes about AEW, but, you know. Um. Anyway, Um. you know, Uh. <laughs> but, uh. no, nah, nah, this is when Tony Khan's like, no, nah, you can't use the elite name anymore. Sorry. That's, that's it. That's the last straw. <laughs> You're done. And we have to become fucking eat fucking Khan repeat or something like that. Um. <laughs> Um, that, that we had con right.
1: in our title. That's the way it's the way.
0: Yes. No. Yeah. If, if he, if he directly comes after us and says, no, no, you can't use elite. The, the young bucks own that. I'll be like, all right, fine. We're the, we are now, like the, the, we are now the young bucks podcast.
1: We are the young bucks. So you're not
0: being the elite podcast.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, all in all pretty fun stuff this week. And as you know, we like to start off our show with some fun stuff.
0: Absolutely. And we like to spread positivity.
1: Some of the far- We like to kick it off with the favorites. It is an odd-numbered episode. We're almost on to uh, Season 3 here of our show. As you Ugh. guys know, we reset after Double or Nothing.
0: That's going to be nuts.
1: And that being said, since it is an odd number, you have the first jab at favorites. The first pick. So who's the first pick of the favorites this week? <laughs> the first
0: pick going first overall in the Dynamite review draft is bandito versus orange cassidy for the aw international championship all right um yeah this match was just fun um chaos you know um the best kind of fun wrestling you know uh we watched a lot of bandito recently because he was all over pwg from like the last couple of years and um so we were we, we, we were watching pwg a while back yeah we're, we're those kinds of wrestling but no i'm just kidding um but in our spare time we watch pwg and uh new, and new japan and stardom. no no really we do though um because it's fun but uh keep keep up the wrestling world um but bandito is just like really good it's really i mean duh but i mean like you know um uh orange cassidy is obviously on like one of those runs right now i honestly think charlie this run from orange cassidy may not just go down as one of the best title runs in AEW history i mean it might be the best actually is that is that too far is that i mean i
1: honestly it's it's up there if if it's not it's the best, there.
0: like maybe Hangman or Kenny's or Moxley's, yeah, people
1: really like Kenny's reign. He he did some special stuff, including yeah, yeah, know, the, the three Impact titles
0: and, and the and the yeah. Young Bucks having both the Impact and AEW tag titles. I think at the same time or something like, yeah. I mean like and then like or no sorry not him that the, didn't like um didn't like Gallows and Anderson have like some tag titles also like they had like all kinds of shit going on like
1: yeah, the elite um, when Gallows and Anderson were in it also and those guys had the Impact tag titles. Yeah, it was pretty nuts.
0: Yeah, so that's a, maybe maybe not as good as that, but it—I it, mean, honestly, it doesn't have to go for that much longer and have a couple more like really good matches. And you know they're going to end Orange Cassidy's feud or feud his uh re- his reign at this point with like it has to be a big money massive super match. It could be a double or nothing to be honest. Like who knows? Um, it kind of feels like it's leading to that. I don't know about you, Charlie. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like they're building him up with all these last big giant matches that he's wanting to have in this title reign, and then like we're going to get one big analysis. He's oh. You don't think they would, like, they would, like, have them run back the the Will Ospreay match from Forbidden Door, like, a month out from Forbidden Door, and then have Will Ospreay walk into Forbidden Door as the international champion?
1: I mean, hey, you want you go defend
0: it in Japan for, like, a month? Yeah. Bro. Bro.
1: Hey. hey, now.
0: The, oh, I would be insane. They did that. No, they didn't have to planted the seed for it, but... Is Will, wait, is Will, is Will uh, still hurt, or is he able to wrestle right now? Will's able to go. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Orange Cassie does an o- open challenge at Double or Nothing. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> anyway, um, that's my fantasy booking mind going crazy. But, yeah, I'll talk about the actual match. Uh, Cassidy did a nice gimmick where he holstered the guns. You know, that was pretty good. Um, these are two guys I really enjoy uh, watching wrestle right now. They're really fun. They're both really, like, two of the best wrestlers in the world, obviously. Um. Everything Orange Cassidy sells, like every time he sells anything, it just makes everyone look like a, 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 not just a million bucks, like a billion dollars. Like, I, 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 is that is that, that's hyperbole, but I don't care. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean it was just the, the I mean so I'm I gotta ask because I completely buried the lead. You were actually there for Dynamite this week.
1: Yep, um, I was there for Dynamite. So. What was this
0: match like? What was the energy like? First of all, when Orange Cassidy's music hit, what was the what was the energy like? And so-
1: so go, yeah, go ahead. So people were people were definitely ready for the show. You know, they do the little Ring of Honor tapings beforehand, and and I was uh, I was sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, God, it's got to start out with Orange Cassidy. Like, just the way that this title reign's gone and everything else, let's start it off with him. I can tell you this: people were really buying into the fact that they thought Bandita was winning this. That people really bought in in the live crowd. So, and I I, I was wondering how how did that come across? Like, did you were you believing? especially
0: oh yes no i i said to you last week on the podcast i think it's a good chance bandito could be if it's not going to be at the pay-per-view that they're going to take they could take it off of him here and then have bandito set up an opponent over the next few weeks and that would feel appropriate you know what i mean um or even run it back like again like there's so many things you could do there they don't really traditionally run back titles but orange cassidy's been such a dominant champion i mean i wouldn't be surprised if jade ran back her title that match.
1: was 20th defense yeah. Holy shit! When we talk about Orange Cassidy's title, and it's gonna take us take take like an an ten hour. minutes. Yeah, no, it's,
0: it's gonna it's gonna be a while. Yeah, but yeah, no, because so many of the matches were good too. But yeah, go ahead.
1: I thought this was just a very high quality match. It was probably one of my most enjoyable matches I've ever seen live. I tossed it up there with some of the NXT stuff I've been to in the past, and it's just like to me, it's so memorable, right? Like, God, seeing Bandito return—he was such a nice breath of fresh air too. The AW roster right now is by far the most lucrative it's ever, it's ever been right. Like they've added so much recently without losing anyone. I mean, really since Cody, they've only lost what Allen angels and uh, what Joey Janela.
0: They, like, they lost Grayson for a time, but yeah, I mean, you know,
1: so it's like, we really haven't lost a lot of people. Oh, well,
0: yeah. Leo rush was a big loss.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, they've been adding and adding and adding. And now you're eating guys like commander last week, bandito this week. And, Holy fuck. And we also had tie on this show. Like, the AEW rosters looking really nice. And I thought the match fucking delivered. I bought into it. I'm glad Orange Cassidy ended up retaining. And now it seems like they're going to be buddies. That's, Absolutely. That, so that's we'll that's a hell into, of a fucking tag team right there. Yeah, <laughs> and That's the kind of tag team I could get behind. Put them we'll against in, Aussie
0: Open, please. Thank you.
1: Yeah, so we'll jump into their match that they're having next week, a little later on, and some other stuff that they're doing. Because they were now in... In turn, with one of the big returns so yeah absolutely. actually not even return my bad debut yeah yeah yeah. feels Ye- like returns feels like he's always been here been it, been there in it's our true. hearts but it's uh, true let's jump to my By fan, way i just right? have to say
0: you got to see some of the absolute best wrestlers in the world wrestle live that's just insane like right?
1: it's something i just uh it makes me very happy to think about and, and you
0: got to see one of the matches I've been wanting to like that. We were both wanting to see it for a while, which is like Darby versus Sammy. You got to see that lie. Like, this is nuts. Like, yeah, you fucking mean, like Sammy. Uh,
1: I get the, I got the uh, cheer. Everyone was booing. I got the cheer. Son of a bitch. You, you, no.
0: you, oh, you, you heal, you heal. <laughs> that guy turned uh, heel on the crowd.
1: So here we go. He was my favorite, right? It's definitely one of the tags. Um, it's either, I was either thinking juice and Jay or the Kenny and Takeshita, but, my, heart's saying, my heart is saying Kenny Omega and Kanosuke Takeshita defeating the Butcher and the Blade. I thought this was a really fun main event. And since it is the main event, we'll tie in with the segment after it because it's kind of all one big thing. But the story here is these guys were kicking ass as a duo, I thought. Because we, we know how smooth Takeshita is. And when you tie him up there with someone like Kenny, who's probably one of the smoothest, like that's what makes him so special. He, he, everything he does is just beautiful. And together... That combo pairing worked so well. The overarching story here is, is Takeshi going to join the combat club? You know, that's, that's, he's now bled with him. So that's step one. He might still join him, but yeah, I thought as a tag, it all worked really well. I like seeing the Bush and the Blade in the main event, giving them the main event spot. Um, There's a couple guys behind me that, we're timing out, starting a CM Punk chant. They did, and it got booed out of the building, which made me fucking laugh. Uh, <laughs> these guys were literally sitting right behind me, and they did that.
0: I'm surprised you didn't even like punch
1: them. They were like, they're trying to time it up to go like, "Hey yo," because one guy was being like super loud all show, saying some stuff that probably uh, should have been said, but save that for another day. And they're like, "Hey yo, big man, let's let's start the chant, let's start a CM Punk chant." And they hear them time it in. And like six guys do it, and then that elevates into like 30 on our side. And oh my god, it got booed out of the building. Did that part come across on the broadcast? No,
0: I didn't hear that at all.
1: Damn. But yeah, it got booed the shit out of. And it was pretty nuts. It's pretty funny. I was sitting there laughing. I'm like, eh, fuckers.
0: It, it might have, and I just didn't hear it, but uh, it's possible. But I don't yeah,
1: know. So that was pretty good. And yeah, I mean, outside of that, the story after. The Young Bucks came out, landed their super kicks. Uh, by the way, Takesh's blue thunder bomb on the Butcher was fucking beautiful. Uh, seeing Kenny hit a Snapdragon, that put a smile on my face. And Takesh ends up winning with a charging knee strike on Butcher. This is their first match as a tag team in 2023. They need to change that. Uh, we need more Butcher and the Blade tag team matches. That stat surprised me.
0: That's actually kind of crazy. I yeah. mean, they've been on Dark and stuff, haven't they?
1: Everything's been a trio or singles or more. Oh,
0: true. Cause they were rolling with Kip for a while. So that's damn.
1: Which Kip was good with his uh, new hair looking good. But he, I love how match. Kip
0: always hits some like actually insane offense on somebody and manages to do it during a distraction. Like <laughs> the guy's ability to deliver is just insane.
1: So post-match, Danielson was on the stage saying, you know, the professional got the pin. An amateur looked exhausted. If to changed change with the combat club, he'd be a star but he shows the side with the elite who got, who has guys like Brandon Cutler and Nakazawa. Yikes. Combat club attacked Omega and Takeshita from behind. Danison told him to finish the job on Omega from last week. Young bucks ran out from the back, dished out all the super kicks. Danison was telling Takeshita to get in the ring and save Moxley. Takeshita seemed conflicted, stopped Omega from using the screwdriver, the BCC break things up, stand tall with Takeshita. He refuses. Yuta hits a low blow. Danielson said he made his choice. Moxley charged, used the screwdriver, and left him bleeding.
0: Yeah, he uh, like did like a gang stabbing on him. Like, and Jesus Christ, that's what someone put on Twitter. It was like, Do I ride the uh, dynamite ended with some gang violence. I was like, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> shit. You know,
1: it is a hot angle to say the least right now. And uh, I gotta tell, I am loving this story. I it's I'm so invested in it already. And uh, yeah, what'd you think of the match and the post-match angle? Do you think, now that Takesh just bled, do you think this means he's uh, one step closer to joining the combat club?
0: I mean, I think with, like, with everything with the combat club, like let's go back to the start of the combat club. It all started on the question of whether or not John Moxley was going to turn heel or Brian Danielson was going to stay, if, you know, turn face and, or what, because we knew they were going to form into a team. It seemed like that everyone realized that was the direction it was going Towards the end, even if some people thought, you know, one of them would win. Like, who is going to win the world title between the two of them? There was a question because everyone wanted Danielson to win, right? So, um, but they also, Mox was the correct guy to put it on at that time. So, it's like, you know, I mean, it's it has been the question of has always been who is this going to go this way with Wheeler? Was he going to end up joining the, the combat club? That one went a lot faster. Will William Regal turn on the combat club? That that was a seed that was planted so long, but you never really believed there was a chance, you know yeah um and then it happened and then Regal left the company you know what i mean so um yeah i mean i don't know i think maybe but i I don't want to say yes or no because that's the great thing about the blackpool combat club is and this maybe this is why there's like the most compelling thing in AEW right now is because you truly have no idea what they're going to do in any given moment they could be you know the baby faces that are going to take down the evil jas who who were doing a lot of what they're doing now, except minus the staffing of people usually, you know, but other than that, I mean, we was throwing fireballs in people's faces all last summer, you know? Um, so, yeah. I mean, you know, so I, it's an it's interesting juxtaposition for one that they're there now where the JAS were back when they fought the JAS at first. I don't know. It's just really interesting. Um, and I have no idea what's going to happen. So I'm excited.
1: And the other thing I've never seen a tag team, let alone a faction, just get this much just open reign of being as brutal as fucking possible, and it's getting them over. I mean, not that they need it, but it's getting the unit over more and more. People are resonating more with the Blackpool Combat Club because of how fucking vicious and badass they all are. I think a testament so,
0: to that is that Wheeler never really got reactions when he was even first in the combat club. Not that he couldn't get them. His first match he had on TV with MJF, the crowd was, like, going nuts, you know what I mean? Um, like, the first big-time match that I remember Wheeler having on TV, that was that was the one I want to say that wasn't, like, against, like, Moxley or Danielson, you know? Um, and yeah, I think so. So, because they had him wrestling those guys for a while, which made sense, given what they were trying to do with him. But eventually he needed to be trained up, you know what I mean? Like, he needed to be a member and not just like a trainee, you know. Um, and now when he comes out to do like singles, titles, defenses on Ring of Honor, which we know are taped in front of an AW crowd, you know what I mean? Well, I guess he doesn't do them anymore, but when he would, he would get reactions when he was well, walking around as, um, as, as just like a regular guy for a while, he gets reactions now. So, you know, like I think that's a testament to how they've grown as a unit and how you're the you're saying group. that stuff like that's getting them yeah. over. I think so. I, I agree.
1: So we got some news, um, not too much news, and most of it's about other companies, but we got a little bit of news that we're going to talk about now, and then we'll hit some Ring of Honor and some AW Dark results. Uh, no more Elevation results. Rest so, in peace,
0: Elevation. I covered that shit for God knows, God knows how long, you know? Like, probably
1: like a good year, a good year and a half almost.
0: Yeah, for sure. Probably like
1: 18 months. You've covered that show the past 18 months, and now it's gone.
0: And it's gone.
1: S- so that's a uh, no more Matt art on
0: commentary. Sorry to sorry to say everybody.
1: You think there's any chance he gets a collision call? Maybe.
0: No, yeah. but I think there's I a chance that they the use him call. more as the JAS's uh, voice on Dynamite or Rampage when Jericho is not there. I think there's a good chance yeah, of that. That'd be good. But uh, they so also might Kevin throw Kelly? Daniel Garcia in that role because Daniel Garcia is kind of like I don't know about you. To me, in the JAS, the number two to Chris Jericho is Daniel Garcia. You know what I mean? Yeah i mean you could say sammy guevara because he's been with him since like the i know he's positioned above but right now like he's off doing his own thing and like sammy's kind of his own separate unit from the jas to begin with you know what i mean so i don't know anyway
1: so aew filed a trademark for aew wrestle dream um guess keep an eye out for that maybe that people are speculating that's going to be the aew show that happens in japan so that would be cool um now that we've had forbidden door it only makes sense to run an aew show in japan so i guess it makes sense um trinity former wwe naomi she has debuted in impact wrestling and cm punk was there So it sounds like CM Punk was invited. If we're going based off Twitter, CM Punk was invited from Mercedes. She sent an open invite to him and he actually came. It was in Chicago. So, hey, that's fucking awesome. Good for her. I mean, we've always liked her. I mean, we used to talk about her all the time when we were doing our Raw Audio podcast, how much we liked her. So good for her. I like the name Trinity. It works. I believe it's a real name, too. So, yeah. And... What else do we got here? It is
0: kind of weird to think that not that she wouldn't be able to do this anyway. It is just a weird thing to think that because the way wrestling couples usually work that in like the third biggest wrestling company in North America, that there's a, uh, the wife of the, one of the biggest, most over stars in wrestling, you know what I mean? And in, in, in one of the usos, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's
1: and like, like vice versa with uh, Chelsea green and, uh, uh, Cardona, Matt Cardona. It's like, yeah, She's she's heavily featured on WWE programming while he's,
0: which I didn't expect, not because of the whole shit with her that everyone already knows, but I mean I didn't expect that because she wasn't when she was there before she wasn't used like that. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know.
1: So little we got one little sad news of AEW Uh, Commander may have suffered an injury at Demand Lucha Show. Uh, He faced Gringo Loco and Erez in a main event three way match, and he. Sounds like he hurt his knee after a moonsault. He was taken to the back and did not return. And pretty much said there was someone that posted about Commander attempting to return to the match but was limping badly and wasn't able to continue. Uh, I'm sure we'll get more of this news as it develops since it is so fresh. Maybe we'll hear more about it It could be one of those things
0: where because he came back out, they must have not thought it was serious, you know what I mean? And then maybe it was a little more serious, but it's not going to be something that puts him out for a while, hopefully.
1: So... New Japan Strong has another show in Long Beach. We've been covering that uh, sh- slowly but surely. It's happening Sunday, May 21st. Resurgence. Another AEW member has been added, and it's none other than John fucking Moxley. Um, wow. I didn't see that coming. Well, shit. so John Moxley's in action. We also have the, the card as of now is the IWGP US Championship number one contenders match. Will Ospreay versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. John Moxley is in action. And then the tournament for the New Japan Strong Women's Championship, which will feature Mercedes Monet versus Stephanie Becker and Willow Nightingale versus Kogo. A lot of people are speculating. I totally, I've never seen those names before, so I could be saying them totally wrong for what it's worth. But a lot of people are thinking we're going to get Mercedes versus Willow in the finals here this night. And uh, fuck yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's resurgent so far. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, they're back in Long Beach. May 21st. That's not the only New Japan thing. And then after this, we'll get into our uh, results. All right. Hiroshi Tanahashi has been added to Team Okada at New Japan Wrestling Dontaku. So Dontaku is the show on Wednesday, Wednesday morning in the U.S. and Wednesday night in uh, Japan and everywhere else in between. So what's that card? Okay. The IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Sonata against Hiromu Takahashi. The Never Openweight Championship, Tama Tonga against David Finley. Never Openweight six-man tag, Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado, and Renner Ada defend against Kazuchika Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroshi Tanahashi.
0: Jesus. <laughs> that match is going to slap.
1: Right. Uh, New Japan World TV Champion, Zack Sabre Jr. defends against Jeff Cobb. That's going to
0: be a short match, but it's going to be fun to watch uh, Zack Sabre Jr. get thrown around for a bit and then win with a submission. Agreed.
1: Agreed, uh, strong open weight championship, Kenta defends against Leo. and then they got that their... could actually
0: be really good because of the size disparity.
1: And then they got their usual tags with a young line gauntlet, and there actually was a really big New Japan title change um, on a recent show, but we haven't had a chance to go watch the match yet. But Kevin Knight and Kushida are the new junior heavyweight tag champions. Kevin Knight picking up a new japan championship fucking awesome on him yeah Seriously, absolutely that's cool going,
0: going from strong to fucking being an actual new japan champion that's insane and
1: good on him and i believe he posted he said he's the fifth champion in new japan history that's black so that's really good cool. on him that's, that's really cool. that's really cool for him and uh Obviously Kushida and I'm, so, I'm sure that puts him up there team. with
0: some legendary names. You know what I mean? Yeah, like and,
1: and Kushida, think about all the great tags we've had with him. I mean, oh yeah, with he's, the he's,
0: he's, he's too, a very with good singles wrestler, but if you put him in a tag team, and I've I've just like universe mode when in the games that he happened to be in, I just would throw him in tag teams sometimes, just because he's really good and his moveset's kind of perfect for it. You know what I mean? Like
1: Yeah, so their tag team is the Jet Setters, which at some point uh Duke and I will get to that this week. But yeah, we have uh other than that, it's finally time we can catch up on some wrestling that we've been wanting to catch up Absolutely, on. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't know when we're going to do that, but we definitely It'll be fun. Do that. And
0: we got some Japanese wrestling. I mentioned that we watch it I guess. and we, we're a little behind. Like we, we we I think we were behind like one title defense on uh Mercedes's reign and like a couple of other things. Like we definitely well, missed like one new Japan show, I think.
1: But yeah, we got the Don Taku on Wednesday, which would be fun.
0: Yeah, we might we and might watch that live if we can.
1: So I'm guessing this is probably how we're going to do this now. So AW Dark and Ring of Honor. So let's uh let's start with Dark since it's technically earlier in the week, right? So I guess now, you know what? Let's do Ring of Honor and then Dark. We'll just flow them into each other now. Okay. So Ring of Honor, we had episode nine. And we had an ROH Women's World Title Proving Ground match, Athena defeating Lady Frost. I love seeing Lady Frost back.
0: Please just give her the contract already, Tony Khan.
1: Yeah, if she doesn't have it, toss that at her after this, especially. She she gets a reaction too every time she's out there, which is really nice to see. Um, and if there's anything on certain matches, you just want to jump in and say just just go for it. All right, because I'm not really a uh... Sure. What uh, the plan here? Uh, the kingdom. So we then jump to the kingdom. Talk about the frustration. This segment season. was Ring long. The kingdom one. Yeah, it <laughs> lengthy video package. <laughs> Set, so instead of getting a rematch against the Briscoes at final battle, they lost the top flight. Instead of honoring Jay Briscoe by winning the tag team titles at SuperCard of Honor, four other teams got in their way and took that from them. Now they're going. They're not going to stop until they get back at all the teams that were in that match. Simple, yet it makes a lot of sense. That's this this also
0: goes to what I was saying. If you're going to form the tag division and maybe even all of Ring of Honor right now around a group, the kingdom is, is Ring of Honor, like, blood and bread. Like, if you can't get Danielson and, you know, Claudio and all those people to be there all the time, this can be your go-to team, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Speaking of some tag action, Lafaxione Gobernab, Preston Vanton and Hrush defeated the Infantry. Pretty quick match. Um... I uh, Vance won this with a full Nelson, or well, he tried to finish Bro, it off Roosh with a full Nelson.
0: He's so over with the Ring of Honor crowd. I know it's the he same really crowd, is. but like, holy shit, when they they know to give him those extra reactions in Ring of Honor, I love that, you know what I mean? Like,
1: and Roosh ended up hitting the bull's horns on Bravo for the victory. He's fucking awesome, I, I'm with you 100%. Best friends. Do you
0: think that background. um Preston has, by the way, I think Preston's stock has gone up a lot. Like, dude, every time I see him with that fucking thing of masks and I know where it's from because oh, they yeah. did He's the work taking... of building that up over yeah. weeks. Th- that was such a subtly, you know what? Okay, underrated storyline of last year, that storyline that they just did for months that nobody was talking about, where yep. he was just collecting masks every couple weeks, you know what I mean, on Dark or wherever. And by the end, he had this fucking new gimmick gear thing that was awesome and like metal as fuck.
1: And I think, yeah, the next level is taking, getting a mask off from like a really, really popular wrestler. That's that's how you just complete that storyline. Who would it level. be?
0: Who Should he take Bandito's mask?
1: It's got to be someone that's willing to take off their mask. I mean, we've seen Andrade do it in the past few years. Uh, Santos Escobar did it uh, in the NXT as well. It's got to be someone willing to take off the mask and wrestle without it. Because, you know, some guys are just like that. And I'm sure Rush at one point wrestled with his mask and took it off. So is this got to be someone yeah, I mean, I don't that's know. willing to do it? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'd be, oh, that, 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 I, I agree with that. That would be a great like move. Like when Gringo,
1: I guess, as we heard from commentary on the v- Vikingo match, Gringo Loco took off his mask not that long ago and everyone was surprised at what he looked like.
0: So. Huh. I mean, I'm, you know, that's the thing about the mask. You know, you can't always tell. You know what I mean? So. So
1: the best friends defeated Joe Ocasio and Mookie Summers. Shout out Mookie I literally put Summers.
0: some dudes in my notes. <laughs>
1: uh pile drivers and the dudes they need yeah brian cage defeated leon russian this was the definition of a quality squash match it was yeah it was an enjoyable squash match
0: he had a really nice counter at one point they need to use leon Ruffin more
1: like i would be perfectly fine if he got the legit like hey if we if we hear that you know fightful select seems to be the thing that breaks all these if we see from fightful select like hey leon ruffin is signed with the uh ring of honor aw tier deal i'd be like fuck yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that'd be good that'd be good he'd be great like single you know who he'd be a great opponent for right now if you don't have one for the pay-per-view samoa joe all right um he
1: he he works so well in a david vs goliath match anyways right
0: yeah i mean this his bread and butter
1: <sighs> the dark order defeated the trust Busters, and this was is this, this, is this the first
0: case. uno dose tag up we've had in like in like a o- over a year i feel like it is
1: it, it's it been a while um the righteous watching from the stage i'm ready for these guys to just get in the action
0: yes i want them to like either recruit Stu or something or something they need to do something they, they, the match they're gonna have based on like how this dude, i just gotta say their 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 theme every time it hits like it can hit every match of the dark orders for like the next couple months because it's it's f- fucking great you know what i mean it's actually awesome like agreed like, it, it, it puts, me, I don't know, like, the first time, you remember, like, it was at a pay-per-view when they brought him back, because they'd just gotten back, it was, I think they was the last pay-per-view maybe, or something, I don't remember, but, um, and they came out, and I was like, damn, like, I didn't expect this, like, what the hell, because they are really cool, anyway,
1: <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm, I think it's gonna be a fun, t- a fun match, Christopher Daniels was in the back with Dasha, who asked what well, the next point of his, uh, what was the next on his journey to victory? Uh, he pretty much said, this is one of the lowest points of his career, but he's going to earn his keep in Ring of Honor and would start from the bottom. He called out Samoa Joe, noting their long history, and challenged him to a TV title match next week. I can say the match did happen, and it's enjoyable. It's a fun so little match. So
0: Christopher Daniels still hasn't gonna, isn't going to win a match in Ring of Honor. <laughs> <Okay>. No. <laughs> uh, All right, cool.
1: But, you know, I can tell you, it was uh, it was nice seeing Samoa Joe. It made me happy. <laughs> yo, <laughs> Sky yo, Blue yo, defeated yo. Diamante and pretty much uh diamante being here how do you feel about that i, I i've cool. said
0: that was one of the ones that i hope they use in ring of honor since they clearly don't have any desire to use or even on dark anymore and now elevation's me. gone so yeah so give, give her some time on ring of honor that'd be a good thing
1: but uh blue ended up winning with a roll-up and after the match athena came out blue's custom hat stomped on it sending blue a message athena Bro, sky blue
0: that's gonna be a good match
1: sky blue undefeated in ring of honor
0: undefeated Sorry. lee moriarty defeated
1: rocky romero wait what, what? again oh okay yeah you know, never, mind, never mind uh yeah they had a pretty good match and then afterwards he challenged him to a pure pure rules rematch next week i'm like wait a minute did i see this match i did but i saw the pure rules match okay that makes more sense <laughs> so yeah rocky romero lee moriarty i thought this was pretty fun they wrestled I love their styles together. I mean, I just love oh, yeah. Lee Moriarty style so fucking
0: good. Dude, again, okay, talking about the PWG watch. Talk about a guy that was all over PWG the last year. That guy. Oh, my God. He, he had a great run yeah. in the Indies last year, too. Um, like, him and Kanosuke had, like, a meeting that felt like it was kind of like when uh, Wheeler and, um, was it Wheeler and uh, Garcia, I think, met on the Indies a couple of times or something like that? I forget. Anyway. Um, something like that. I want to say yeah because I think that's the match we had in AW was a rematch of that indie match from a couple of years before so yeah anyway um, Wheeler had a match like that anyway if it wasn't with him it was somebody else anyway um, but anyway I think uh, the streak of matches that Lee is on right now is I hope it continues because this is going to get him over if he does like because
1: and you know what just because I don't know if they're on TV again for the rest of this uh, show here I don't think they are there's been a lot of discussion about the firm lately some people think it's a, a massive flop of a group i think some people thought they were going to be mjf's henchmen which was weird because they quickly established within like the first two weeks of them forming that they're not um, which is a
0: little weird i'll admit but it, you know it he, is weird he but hired I, I them for a say, one-off i think it's
1: a group as the as their own so they're having the uh the, the compound match next i week think
0: stokely's right a little too like for some people he's not intense enough you know what i mean which i guess yeah. i can understand which like, i,
1: I He's definitely, you know, you got to be into his humor, right? Which we both are. We love it. We find it hilarious. You know, him talking about the, wing, the back of a Wingstop receipt genuinely popped the shit out of me. Oh, my God. Um, no, that was great. And it's just like, I think this group has done everything that they've been asked to do. They haven't been put in massive spots, but they've been used frequently. And I don't know. I... Bro, it's they're really gonna have weird.
0: like the first cinematic match, I think, in AEW, right? Like, or not the first one, but like one of the first ones in a the while. The first one anyway. since the
1: pandemic. And and my god, they did it perfect. Do it on Rampage. That's so smart. Because then the live crowd doesn't have to see it. You can play it back for the audience. That is the best way to do these cinematic matches, and that's a way to use Rampage. So Rampage, baby. Um, I'm very excited for that. It sounds like they've already filmed that. Uh, as as uh I saw that in the news that they've already filmed that, so that's cool. Main event. Gringo Loco back to back main events. Blake Christian defeats him. This was a uh, this was a very fast-paced match. Shout out Blake Christian. Um I would love if this means he can keep going up and up in Ring of Honor and eventually go for the Ring of Honor title and eventually win the fucking thing. I'd be down with that.
0: Another guy that's all over the PWG we've been watching.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um uh any other thoughts you had on this match in particular? And then uh, I just like
0: the back and forth they had and it was like there was like a at the first like a couple minutes of the match they were just like doing flippy shit to one up each other which was really cool Um because it, it, I think of Blake Christian because he has such like a technical side to him like I think of him as like a, the kind of wrestler I like but he then he starts doing all this flippy shit and I'm like wait Blake is that what you actually do oh that makes a lot more sense now that I think about it but you know yeah. like but, uh, you know, but he he's just got, like, a, a wide range of what he can do. And uh, Gringo Loco is slowly becoming one of my favorite people on Ring of Honor. I really hope, like, that the implication we got last week was that he was signed, right? Like, so, you know. Yeah, I'd, I think so. We got, like, the Ring of Honor equivalent of I'm all elite, basically. You know what I mean? We're, like,
1: we're going to know next week at those tapings if uh, Gringo Loco's. Yeah, because he'll sure. be
0: all over it if he is. because yeah, if, he, if he's in... If he's him in the main event back-to-back weeks and then he is signed at that point, yeah, they're going to start featuring him, obviously.
1: four weeks of shows, that's going to be awesome. If they, um,
0: dude, Gringo Loco could be Claudio's next opponent. That would be... Because he's going to get genuinely over for wrestling like this. Like, I mean... He, <laughs> the crowd loved the original match that he had for the triple a title but i mean that this match is even like i think better because it's against it's just against a random guy you know you can have yeah i, I think anybody can have a, a really good match against el Hijo de vaquingo you know what i mean but not everybody can have a great match against blake christian because blake christian is a specific kind of wrestler not that he's not good at matches but like you know
1: it, yeah he, exactly he, he, yeah. It, it just shows his versatility as well um so they did not advertise claudio's match next week and oh my god It is fucking awesome, and I I won't spoil it for people. It's fucking great. One slight thing of news I forgot, and then we'll jump into Dark, Dynamite, Yeah, and you name the rest here. New Japan did announce their best of Super Junior's 30 lineup, and no AEW. I was a little surprised by that. So uh, I thought the timing would work out that someone could get in, but in return, if we're not going to get an AEW guy, I'll be okay with the guy we got. That being said, the A Block, Kushida. Uh, Ryusuke Taguchi Leo Rush Doki Hiromu Takahashi Titan TJP Taiji Ishimori Sho and Speedball Mike Bailey awesome awesome for the A block and the B block Francesco Akira El Desperado Bushi Yoshinobu Kanemaru Yo Robbie Eagles Master Wado Clark Connors Kevin Knight and the newest member of the united empire dan maloney so we covered when dan joined it sounded like he was going to go to new japan official sounded like clark connor's was going to new japan official and lo and behold they all are so good on them all um obviously i can't wait to see mike bailey toss it up oh my there's gonna be some matches in there mike bailey and takahashi dude come on (laughs) um
0: <laughs> Mike Bailey versus TJP, Mike Bailey yeah, versus Leo Rush, Leo Rush, Mike Bailey versus uh you name it. So oh uh, yeah, everybody that's gonna
1: be fucking awesome. That being said, um, it's not elevation, but uh Garrett, AEW Dark episode There is no
0: elevation anymore. It's cancelled. All right. Go it's gone. See you fucking later, pal. This is AEW Dark episode 193. Alright. Um, Makes me sad. There's no more elevation in my notes. Anyway, um, Harley Cameron took on Mafiosa. Uh, I didn't really see anything special here, but um, she seems to be well trained. Uh, she was trained, I believe, by Sean Spears and uh, Tyler Breeze. So, those are a couple brothers we like. So, you know, yeah. um, so she seemed like she knew what she was doing. So, in um, the next I feel segment, like people we have,
1: already care about Harley Cameron in the crowd. It's
0: because she's been like awesome on those backstage yeah. things. She's just like you know, she's got that like. She came in and she had the three things you need to get instantly over in AEW, which is she had a really unique look. Uh, she sounds different than everybody else in a way that's not just like an accent or something like that. Like she delivers her dial- her dialogue, she delivers her lines a lot better than some people. You know what I mean? Not that they're bad. Yeah, but just she's a unique, like I don't know, sound to her. And you then, toss her in
1: there with uh, with Hobbs, who everyone cares about.
0: And then is put in a, a spotlight storyline. Like I think even if this group does like if QTV like falls flat, which it may have already, but if, if it does, you know what I mean? Like, um, then I think um that her and hobbs could both come out of it still being okay, you know what I mean? Like I think that's kind of the, the plan here, you know what I mean? Um agreed. Anyway, so the next thing that happened on uh dark this week was uh, we had uh Brian Pillman Jr. and um and uh so excuse me and Brock Anderson backstage. Uh, I believe they were talking to Lexi. I want to say I could be wrong about who they were talking to Um, anyway. And they were like, yo, we're a tag team now. We're going to be lineage. Well, they didn't say that yet, but they're like, yeah, we're officially a tag team now, which I've been, uh, I've been saying they should be a tag for a while. It just makes sense. You know, it's like Randy Orton, Ted DiBiase Jr. Who obviously what the fuck happened with that guy. But, and uh, Cody Rhodes being legacy, you know, like they've done, they, there's been like a million variations of this over the years. I think AEW's probably even done its own version of it at some point, but um, maybe not, but if they haven't, then this is a great opportunity to do it. So we have the new tag team lineage. Uh did that do anything for you, Charlie? Uh
1: the name's alright. You came up with a much better name.
0: Yeah. Armed and dangerous. But I mean, you Armed know, it, it is what it is. It Fuck is what it yeah. is.
1: But I'm with you. I like I like Anderson, and I've always thought there's something there with Brian Pillman. We just need to figure out what it is. And this maybe this is the way.
0: Right. We, we mentioned him at the end of the ring of honor uh the next the next man featured on the show was all heart like christian taking on big shoddy lee johnson both of them have just like great names like great uh gimmick names and everything i love it um this is really good for a dark match i think they both put a lot of effort into this match it wasn't as long as like you know you'd want it to be but it's like it's on dark and i don't even know how long dark was this week but like maybe like an hour i don't know i wasn't even paying attention i just took notes um and yeah so it was a really good match. I, you know, if you need dark matches, like this may end up being a dark match of the year contender early. I don't know. Probably not. But, you know, we'll see. Um, but it was really fun, you know. Uh, put those guys in a match together and they're going to have a I,
1: good I think time. we're slowly but surely seeing Lee Johnson be becoming the wrestler that we know he can be. Oh yeah, I think he was always that good. These types of matches, I think. I think being stuck with Brock for a
0: while—not that he was stuck with him, because Brock's a good wrestler too. I think that's. I think it stopped him from being able to like show off what he can do as a singles, you know.
1: Um, But I don't know. Lee and Cole, man, I, I, there's so much talent in between those two young men. I mean, serious. Yeah.
0: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right. Uh, The next match we had was a wingman taking on lineage. Um, which I think they had in their trunks. I want to say, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I still think I could see the team working. Uh, there wasn't anything special in this match. They worked together well, I thought, but it wasn't anything special. You know, um, anything you have to say about this match?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Griff Garrison's hurt. I I don't like what this could mean for the future of him, knowing that Pillman's entirely moved on. But yeah, um, it just it was perfectly fine, right? We're hoping that uh, it turns into something more.
0: Um. Yeah. I, absolutely. I, I really hope that they uh, work out as a team. It'd be good. Um. The next match immediately got my attention because it was Emi Sakura and Mesaruga with Balianaki versus Tahaka and Ashley Diembois. Like, what a crazy match to just throw on yeah. dark. First of all, but like, um. But by the way, they've been having Ashley D. on a lot lately, all over TV, all over Dark, all over Ring of Honor. Like I think she's gonna be on like a, a multi contract here soon, dude. I would be yep, really they, shocked. They she locked
1: wasn't. in that contract, and um I think sounds like uh they like her. She Oh, she so she is signed?
0: Okay, I didn't know. Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: The that the rumored, you know, she was offered it she officially locked it in, and I could see her becoming yeah used a lot she, she's,
0: she's really good, good so yeah. you know and uh i like i like what i saw from from everybody here um this might have been my first uh, have we seen record to haka before i feel like we have um possibly on AEW, maybe not if not i i recognize the name so maybe that's why but anyway uh may did some head slapping before the mood lock that was pretty funny I feel like that's just that's, just, that's Emmy soccer rubbing rubbing off on her. That that doesn't sound right anyway. Um,
1: I love seeing Maisey so much.
0: That doesn't sound right at all. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, so nice seeing her. Yeah, anyway, she's good. She's good, and I actually really like her. She's not just not just because like oh a small Japanese woman. Like I'm not even being a, a dick. Like I'm saying like, um, I I actually do like her. I think she's pretty good, and I think. That I think Choco Pro is probably like actually doing some really good stuff and just nobody knows about it because it's in Japan. But um, not that that means you can't know about it. But you know, most of Japanese wrestling, I feel like, is just like completely unknown to most like most Western wrestling fans. Like they wouldn't even know that there's like 97 companies and they all are actually pretty damn good. And there's actually like a ton of wrestlers. There's like a fuck ton of wrestlers in Japan, man. Like I don't even know how they have that many wrestlers there. It seems like there's more there than there is here sometimes. You know, like
1: the training's got to be just so different.
0: Well, it's like, it's like dojo based a lot of time, right? Like yeah. kind of like a new Japan and all Japan have done it over the years. And I mean, the, the Noah one, I think is pretty intense too. Like, you know, like anyway, um, the reality the Zach Clayton. is Clayton. Clayton: I mean,
1: Gleet started like barely two and a half years ago and it's already such a pop. It's, it's getting momentum so fast in Japan. So like, it, it's just, it's so cool to see.
0: Absolutely. Uh, the reality is Zach Clayton. Uh, was on was on AW Dark this week. Eh, I mean, eh. Eh. I think I think we're both over I, this guy at this I, point, are I we, aren't Zach, we? I think Zach.
1: He can talk. He needs to be paired up with someone that can't. I I, I honestly, if they would have done the hook thing, it would have made sense, and they just didn't. So, I I don't know. I he's Zach Clayton's good enough. It's just where where do they fit him in? Who does he work with? Because I the way that they've presented him. Jesus, I just did the thing that almost unplugged my mic. Nice. Uh, Okay, (laughs) putting my hands down. Um, but no. Uh, the way the way they they treat him, I I want to, I I want the guy to get success. You know.
0: Yeah, I I mean it'd be cool, but I mean he just hasn't done anything to impress me. You know what I mean? He scared me a couple times. That's what he's done. You know what I mean? Like,
1: I just um... think he's. There's so many people that you know they're not comfortable on the mic that if you put someone who is next to him, like is that Clayton,
0: but they, they tried why? to run the Miz Gambit with this guy, basically, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is he going to be Jackie? able to be a good enough wrestler to make up for the fact? And he's in that stage probably that Miz was at before he ever showed up on TV, but they don't have a a system like the performance center. You know what I mean? Or they can just go have him train with actual like trained wrestlers for a while. And I'll get tell that you what, part down.
1: they teased it last week. Maybe it was two weeks ago. Cole Carter talking about taking him under his wing. Let him take under his wing, Cole and Lee, because we haven't seen either of them talk, which probably means they more than likely are not I mean, that Colt's great at it. I Cole's cut some
0: promos that weren't terrible, you know, yeah. but they weren't good either. So Exactly. You know.
1: So you team up with someone like Zach, who could be like, you know, he could be the dad of the group or the daddy, whichever way you want to talk about it. But, oh, I mean, God. hey, look. You,
0: you can, <laughs> you, if you put Zach Clayton with those two, I think, uh, I think they'll be sleeping with the fishes. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Silver and Reynolds took on the varsity athletes. Apparently, there was history here. I don't know if it was, like, pre-AEW or if it was, like, they're referencing the amount of times they've wrestled on Dark, but, you know. <laughs> Could be both. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, um, there wasn't much, uh, but it's, like, a, you know, it's, like, a kind of a standard episode of Dark, which is kind of disappointing. I feel like Dark should have been, like, 14 fucking matches this week to make up for the fact that there was actually no elevation this week, you know, but... But well, I guess yeah. I, you know, when 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 AEW Dark is fucking three hours next week or whatever the fuck, you know, like they like to do sometimes, like.
1: It sounds like what I think the plan's gonna be is, at Dynamite, they tape Rampage and Dynamite, and at Collision on Saturdays they're gonna take tape Dark and Collision, and I think that's going to be, the way it works. And that's imagine how to awkward think about.
0: that would be. There's gonna be people in Ring of Honor that aren't on that brand. You know what I mean, like but they're well, gonna have gonna to be go TV that work to tv to film
1: that's I, I don't
0: there will be people that work both but there's gonna be people that want to work in ring of honor that don't want anything to do with punks tv yeah, are you know they know gonna
1: mean? are they gonna record ring of honor like don't you 12?
0: think kenny and the fucking bucks will do something in ring of honor at some point when there's not something for them to do in AEW? you know what i mean like at some point like i feel like that would be smart they could. it's just like they history, I, you know?
1: it, certain people i'm waiting to see if they ever do i'm surprised also, the
0: bucks didn't win the ring of honor tag titles last year because they clearly weren't going to win the world titles again, trying you know.
1: Not to put like some of their biggest stars in Ring of Honor, because they don't they don't want to put them in there too. I think that is. I mean, Claudio's
0: the champion.
1: Exactly, but Claudio hasn't won anything in AEW, so I think Yet? they're purposely trying to. You know what I'm saying? The Blackpool Combat Club, as you just pointed out, exceptionally being the exception, definitely and FTR. But have FTR wrestled? I don't know. On the really. pay per view on the new Ring of Honor, I don't know. Weird. Okay, that being said, AEW Dynamite time, and we kicked us off with the opening match already. Uh, post-match, Renee Paquette is backstage with Adam Cole. He said, okay, so, "Call out Chris pause.
0: I'm curious, so do they just play it on the screen for everybody when you're in... I've never actually been to a live wrestling show like this, like...
1: So, yes, Renee Paquette did pop up on the screen. We oh, okay. We see her, and there was only one promo that didn't play over, and something... Really cool happened with QTV, by the way, which I'll, I'll, I'm going to save for when we get to it. So Renee Paquette, she did pop up on the, the Contron and on the thing above, since this was at the Florida Panthers arena, they had the, uh, the big fucking thing in the middle. So if you were, but the weird thing is there's only lower seating at the Panthers. So the big thing up top, you can't really see it, but they still play it there regardless. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Like the four-sided. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, I've,
0: been, I've been to stadiums like that before. I've just never been to it. So it's like, like they yeah, had that, show. but you
1: can't really see it. But yeah, the Those Contron. only really
0: work for me. I've only been able to use those things in like hockey games because like you're there's the seating in hockey where they do hockey is usually more like, you know, like like Coliseum type shit, you know, like.
1: Yeah. By the way, if we were, if it was a hockey game and we had those seats, my God, that would have been fucking perfect. Oh. <laughs> I've been to one hockey game there. It was the Panthers and my Chicago Blackhawks. And the Blackhawks got their ass whooped. Um, so yeah, Renee Piquette. You know, she's she's back there. Chris Jericho doesn't come out, he's gonna find him. Orange Cassidy and Bandito walked in. <laughs> Piquette was asking him, you know, what did they thought of? what did they think about this? And they say, Oh. And then Bandito walks in. Oh. <laughs> oh. That, I like happened. this fun little pairing. This could be fun if Bandito tries to play up like the Orange Cassidy gimmick, but he's also fucking Bandito.
0: <laughs> yeah, like he doesn't ever stop trying to be Bandito, but he just plays. He just walks around like he's like Orange. Cass- that, yeah, that, that could work. That could be that could be like your top AEW tag team right there. They could win the tag oh, titles.
1: God. Yeah. So Renee's backstage with Darby and Jungle Boy. Jack Perry. Alan asked to squash whatever bad blood is between them. Allen said if he had known MJF would get involved last week, he would have been ringside and not in the rafters. Allen said MJF will probably do it again tonight, so asked Perry if, you know, asked if Perry would have his back. Perry said it would have been nice of him and Allen, who said he should have beaten Perry again. Both men smirked, shook hands. Allen went on to prepare for the Pillars tournament. And, uh, yeah. Jeff Jarrett defeats Dax Harwood. Um, uh, whoa. <laughs> Well, you take the lead on this. Uh yeah. your, your wrestler of the year last year, putting over Jeff Jarrett.
0: Yeah. um, You know, Jeff Jarrett, up and coming uh, star in the wrestling business, you know, <laughs> um, Double J, you know, and he needs to get him over with the crowd, you know, no. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, I actually really like, I mean, Dax has been losing in situations where he, he doesn't really care. I think he doesn't really care about winning and losing. I mean, he does. Obviously, he's talking about that in his podcast, but. I think in the right situations he wants to book the story he thinks is going to work best here, and I think for right now them losing and uh, spoilers for the cash match on Rampage he also lost. You know what I mean? Um, I think that makes sense, especially with that context. Now it makes a lot more sense. But even in the moment, I was like, he's probably going to lose this match because you know they're the cheating heels. You know what I mean? They gotta they gotta get over that and
1: way. And and both the other guys are single stars. I mean Jeff Jarrett's like multi-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Jay and Lenthal's, think about obviously. it,
0: like. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett is obviously a really good wrestler we forget sometimes because he doesn't always get put in there with good wrestlers and you can't always make a match at like however fucking old he is now good you know what I mean when he's that old 55. you know what I mean so that's not bad he's, he's still I mean he's he wrestling he moves good for a 55 year old right like he doesn't feel like to me I don't know about you when I watch him wrestle I don't feel like I'm watching a 50 year old guy you know what I mean like no um but Anyway, like whereas when I watch like an AJ match now, I could tell AJ's those those flips. You know, AJ doesn't do as many flips anymore for a reason. You know, like I don't think he can anymore. You know, um, but I mean he still can obviously, but I just don't think he wants the strain in his body anymore. You know, but uh, I they had the exact kind of match I like. This was like an old school style wrestling match. There's a lot of lockups, a lot of holds, a lot of, um, you know, just actually trading wrestling moves and stuff like that. And um, it's like unlike a lot of AW matches, and that made it stand out to me in a really good way, um. Really, really good counter wrestling in this match, which yes. like, I really, really liked. And then uh, winning off the distraction, hits the stroke on him. Um, just a really fun match. And you know, when you say Jeff Jarrett versus Dax Harwood, you're like, okay, Dax is good, and Jeff Jarrett's also good, but Jeff Jarrett's old. Nope, I think Jeff Jarrett's good. I think we could get another Jarrett can still six do months out of him. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm I'm completely fine with this. I don't know about you. What, what, any thoughts? Again,
1: I I think the result really worked. Uh. Jarrett getting so good at getting heat, man. I mean, seriously, so good. And, uh, yeah, I, the result worked, the match worked. I, I pay attention to little things from Dax. I mean, you know, cause we've seen how he talks about the top rope and stuff and Dax only ever goes to it when he absolutely needs to. And he was getting to a point in the match where he felt like he needed to hit a little extra damage. He hits that top rope, hits his head, butt, it's a beautiful little spot. And yeah, little things, uh, yeah, Dax and Jared, they're wrestling very, very fast for uh, you know, especially when you think Jarrett's fifty five. You're like, whoa. Um, but no, yeah, good stuff. Afterwards, Tony Khan backstage, he announced. I just
0: gotta say, own. by the way, Tony Khan with his jack, with his suit jacket off, looks great in a suit. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, he does. He's backstage. He's announcing the Owen Hart Cup opening ceremonies will take place at Double or Nothing. You and I every week have been asking, when are we getting some stuff in the Owen Hart Cup? Tony's been listening. No, just but uh the the tournament will take place in Canada. Love that. Also at Forbidden Door with the finals taking place in Hart's hometown of Calgary on July 15th. I am fucking awesome with this and by the way that is like a 8 week 9 week tournament.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. It's going to be fun. We'll have matches on. I'm sure they're going to have some I don't know if there's like a bunch of Can- Actually, I think it's Canada seven, shows scheduled. But I, I don't know if yeah. they have a bunch of Dynamites in Canada or anything like that, but they they obviously yeah, the whole have some month. shows. There's like a, oh okay. basically yeah. like four in a row. So, yeah, we'll have, like, four weeks in a row of these matches like we did last year, and then it'll split off. the Canadian
1: crowds are so good, too.
0: Yep, and then we'll split (laughs) off. Like, a couple weeks later, we'll get the semifinals, and then the finals will obviously take place at Forbidden Door. So, you know, that'll be fun. They'll be able to build up those stories of the semifinals again. Like, that was the great thing about the semifinals last week, because we we had that little pause in the middle of the tournament, which usually sounds really bad. But, no, the fact that we had a couple-week pause in the tournament, we allowed us to build up the matches. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um. So
1: yeah. Anyway, and that was Having one. Of, that said, was another uh,
0: one of the times Ruby Soho didn't win a championship. Huh. Ah. Oh, shit.
1: Any of you guys in here that are from Canada and plan on going, have a fucking great time. This this already would get me pretty excited. Um, oh,
0: absolutely. I mean, you know they all matter too, and you know they're all going to be yep. banger matches.
1: And AW is not going to. uh They're not going to go to Canada and lay a giant wet fart. So, yeah, enjoy that if you guys are going. And shout out the Canadian, our Canadian good brother brothers uh Wardlow with Arne Anderson already beat the hell out of this guy uh Arne said the NFL drafts happening tomorrow Wardlow would be a blue chip number one pick Eh, a year ago I'd agree with that now I'd probably take him in I'd take a second rounder on Wardlow (laughs) but uh
0: did Wardlow play football
1: if he didn't he fucking should have um
0: what position would you have Wardlow play
1: defensive end He'd be sports. unstoppable, six, six.
0: bro. Oh my yeah. god, At the speed he can move, he'd be like fucking. He would, he would blitz. Could
1: teach War, we could teach Wardlow a good. A, a one, one man
0: bro. blitz. You don't need the rest of the defensive line. Just send Wardlow.
1: Jesus. Small imagine, Jones imagine Satnam
0: sing on your defensive line.
1: Jesus. <laughs> imagine. But um, you know, Arn Anderson's doing his thing. They're they're talking about how they're pairing now. And Christian Cage interrupts, so out comes Luchasaurus. We talked about this last week. Luchasaurus and Wardlow seems to be the next match lining up. And yeah, it's gonna
0: yeah. be a big match, big meat match to the pay per view. There you go.
1: You know, having Wardlow win like this already kind of feels like they're, uh, you know, maybe hopefully going back to Wardlow beating the shit out of everyone. But I don't want that to come at the cost of Luchasaurus. Came at the know.
0: cost of Hobbs, bro. Hobbs is just floating. He's supposed yeah. to be getting revenge. I don't know how that's going to happen if he's just, no, just not just ignoring him. Now. You know, like. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, Renee Piquette is backstage with Sammy Guevara as she is immediately interrupted by MJF. Uh, Sammy and MJF are kissing each other's forehead somewhere. Max caster's jealous. jealous. Uh, they true. laugh saying they don't care what people think about them joining forces. Guevara said he had a fat paycheck and He gave MJF a matching leather vest. MJF gave Guevara a Burberry scarf. They hugged again. The best friends, the real best friends, as the Pillar Tournament Final is next. Uh, I was laughing my ass off at this. Yeah, fun. I thought fun. these two were fucking hilarious.
0: I I, uh, I think it's going to be fun when they when they turn on each other at the pay-per-view, you know what I mean? It'll be a big spot. It's like when him and Jericho did the thing in the four-way for the Ring of Honor title, you know? It'll be a big yeah. spot for Sammy again. He does well with those. He does uh, well.
1: RJ City. I was like, yes! He's backstage to tell us about all, tonight. Kenny Omega's teaming up with Kester for the first time. Those sons of bitches! Combat club, jump them, beat them up. John Moxa said they have some scars to leave. Taz was over the moon. That poor RJ was beat up. Son of a bitch, Taz! How could you do it? Um, Sammy Guevara defeated Darby Allen via disqualification to win the Four Pillars tournament final. Final. Uh, take the lead on this one. What did you? Uh, what you think of this match? And yeah. Now, what? What we're getting after?
0: Yeah, this is a match that I've been asking for for a while because I was just like, these two guys are just insane. It's not exactly the match that I was in my head thinking would happen, you know what I mean? Um, uh, they did a little bit of that stuff, but it was mostly just, they just had a really good wrestling match, which I thought was cool. Um, I was expecting it to be like ultra risk spots and craziness, but they did, you know, they did a lot of wrestling. Um, there was a nice tope cutter uh, reversal that uh, Sammy hit at one point um, that he's hit on a few people, but it's you know when you do it with the RB, it just looks great um they hit a 630 cent on off the top through a table which is just every time i we've seen that spot a couple oh, times recently once with bandito i think and i'm sorry bandito Sorry, with the Hio del vikingo and yeah. then uh you know it, it's just a nuts spot um and then like you said mjf framed darby you know he made him he made him look like he cheated and then uh <clears throat> and then well, after the match is is really the story because uh, Tony Khan does the thing he's. I, I recommend that they keep doing again, which is that he goes to Tony Schiavone in his ear and he says, "Uh, you know, we're we're gonna make this a little more fair. We're gonna have a tag match next week, and if MJF and and, and Sammy Guevara are able to win, then it'll be a fatal four. Sorry, then it won't be a fatal four way at the pay per view. It'll just be MJF versus uh versus uh Sammy, um, and because he rigged the result. But if Darby and uh Jack Perry win next week, then it'll be a fatal four-way at the pay-per-view so obviously darby and jack are probably winning that match next week but because they want to set the fatal four-way up at the pay-per-view it's been the story the whole time it would feel kind of anticlimactic if we just got a singles match at the pay-per-view especially one that i mean you'd think they would have to follow through on the rigging it thing right like they might still have a match but you know i think sammy could still say he took the fall or something like that i don't know it'd be weird it'd be yeah. kind of bury mjf but you know like i don't know i i yeah i think i think it's just it, they're trying to justify it in the storyline, which is fine. It's just, you know, um, in my head, I was just like, did it feel a little, does it feel a little convoluted that we did this? Like they rigged it, or does it feel like the right storyline? Like, I don't know.
1: I mean, I, I think that, you know, I mean, I still think the plan's four way. They just, they were going to do stuff in the meantime to get some good matches, but also have some stakes. Yeah. I mean, this, this made sense. It was a little three week uh, story to get us into the official match you know, at the beginning of May. So we'll have four weeks of broadcasting with the official match being done. And yeah, it's, I'm liking it. I, I, I've been a really big fan of the matches. I, Sammy is the one that's raising his stock the most. He's not going to win the title, but his stock so it's strange so much I better. I don't think
0: I've pictured that. Oh my God, I just blew the mic out. I don't think I pictured that feud with Christian Cage as being the thing that got Jungle Boy super over with the audience as a babyface. Yeah. But you know what? I got to give some credit to Christian Cage. He got that kid over.
1: He did. And they had a really good match. And Sammy, I'm just going to say this now. Please, you got to get him out of the appreciation society. Seriously. That's what, what I was so saying earlier. He feels it. like
0: he's already separate from it, doesn't he? And especially after that segment. Okay, well, we'll, I I keep spoiling everything that's later in the show. We'll talk about it on on Rampage. But the segment that Ty Conti had on Rampage this week, bro, I want more of that. That was awesome.
1: Yeah, Sammy feels so much better without the appreciation society at this point. Someone's got to make the call, whether it's him or someone else. Be like, dude, we got to get him the fuck out of here. Seriously. He is a single star. And so is Ty. Like, straight up. I, I have
0: the perfect idea. He gets, he gets betrayed by Action Andretti, who joins the JAS.
1: Oh, no. Oh, if you no, can't please. beat him, join him. No, 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 please, please. No, 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 no. God, no, please, Oh! No. no, but you can do anything with Sammy. Fucking have him target uh Ricky next. I don't know. Ricky? Ricky? So, yeah. Renee's trying to get a word in with MJF and Sammy. We're screaming at the injustice from Tony Khan during his MG- AEW world title reign. MGF is about to get into an waiting car. Guevara tried to join. MGF said it was full. The camera made sure to let us know. (laughs) He drove off despite having enough space for his, quote, best friend. That son of a bitch, Max. I tell you what, he's no good for nothing. (laughs) Adam Cole addresses his enemies. Uh, No, he addressed Chris Jericho. Um, Cole demanded Jericho come out from the back. As he said, what they did to for Baker last week was unforgivable. Cole's about to go find Jericho appeared on the big screen. Jericho said he doesn't want to be anywhere near a coward like Cole. You know, what kind of man would sit there two feet away from watching his girlfriend get beat up? <laughs> he's sending his guys out to get him. Daniel Garcia, Matt Menard, Parker and Hager. And uh, thankfully Sammy's he's not with this group. They hit the ring. They put a beating on Adam Cole, orange Cassidy and bandito running to help out. Fuck. Yeah. The numbers were too much until kill switch engages end of heartache plays which let me just tell you this i i kept thinking it was a new kyle o'reilly theme i was i was like okay kyle, uh, that was my my that's what made
0: sense that. to me in this spot but what actually happened was i mean you got to tell me what was the what was the energy like for this debut in in person <sighs> like
1: kill switch engage comes out you see the rs it looked like srs and everyone's Again, I'm still Sean Ross. I'm trying to figure out how this relates to Kyle O'Reilly. That's where my brain was at. Boom! You see, Strong. The crowd fucking erupts. Roderick Strong, who everyone thought was still in NXT, he runs out from the back. He cleans house. Backbreakers are plenty. He's beating the shit out of everyone. I cannot believe it. We were this on is what the one we've show, been asking
0: for for a while.
1: Like. Like a month ago, it, I feel like we were talking about who is the one person we'd want in Ring of Honor. and bring on and I kept saying, "I'm like, I know he's not the biggest star in the world, but Roderick Strong just he would fit. That, in that Ring can of Honor. be your world champion He'd for the next fucking AEW. year.
0: Let me just tell you,
1: like he just he fits what we've built in this company, and son of a bitch, he's back. The man was on both rosters in the same night the the AEW and the WWE roster. He helped Adam Cole. They hugged. What a beautiful hug, by the way. I feel like you can see the And when we the get that
0: trio of, of the Undisputed Era back together in AEW. And you know what? Fuck it. I'll say it. If if he's willing to come back and they can get him to come back. No, no bring back the fish.
1: No. <laughs> no. Yeah, bring back the fish. If you're going to do four, bring in the fish. I'm okay with it. But like you said, the trio, our trio of fish, or fuck, of Cole, O'Reilly, Strong. Oh my God god Roderick strong is all elite the messiah of the backbreaker truly he became one of my favorite wrestlers in nxt we would talk about it all the time on our radio podcast when we cover nxt i love the undisputed era and he was the reason it clicked the way it did holy shit the man's out of jail by that i mean he's no longer an nxt fucking hell
0: falling chain contract
1: has been up since November and he's kept this a secret.
0: Yeah, they said that they wanted to make it. They wanted to I think I, what I read was that it was the WWE didn't publicize it cuz it, they don't publicize when somebody's contract expires usually. it's sometimes it's known like when it's a big star that people want to leave like in the case of like um Drew, you know, like we know when his contract's going to come up and then it could possibly coincide with um, you know, um then uh, all in or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that we know that because he's a big star. Roddy's never probably had people sniping his contract like that. You know what I mean? So
1: the It'd WWE very, didn't announce it. Very and then
0: AEW it. decided they wanted to debut him in a big spot in a place that made sense. So that's, that was the show in their mind.
1: I am so unbelievably happy. And yeah, just any other thoughts you have on this where, I mean, Roderick Strong is all elite and it just feels so good to say that. Seriously. um Yeah. It's, so i good. again
0: one of the ones i've wanted for a while so much you could do with him in ring of honor i hope he gets a run on the AEW roster as well early in his career uh with AEW and ring of honor i i really hope that in the pay-per-view match uh you know obviously since i don't think we have kyle back maybe maybe adam cole's first pay-per-view match back is tagging with roddy against somebody you know what i mean Against the jas making
1: a run in the owen hart cup
0: daniel garcia and that'd be awesome daniel garcia and this could be a double or nothing match daniel garcia and jericho versus versus um uh Roderick strong and adam cole that could be a match where they probably want singles adam cole versus jericho though to sell it so but you know that could be a a tv match anyway you know what i mean like exactly fun stuff really excited to see where this goes just just a great addition to the roster now we have uh 373 people on the roster and this one i'm okay with
1: Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I mean, hey, if you're going to have five hours of television, you need you need which.
0: All right. I I know we're about to do an actual draft here in a bit. But if you were just on if you were off the top of your head, collision or dynamite, which show do you think you would end up on?
1: I think Adam Cole and Roderick Strong are on collision
0: okay that's fair i would agree with. or that. i mean
1: uh dynamite Wow, well, i fucked that
0: up. I, I knew what you meant though uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I
1: think i think they're on dynamite um i see them being guys that you know wednesday and friday i, I it's very curious you know f- he wasn't he wasn't bullet club he wasn't here when they did the uh you know the undisputed elite it's this is going to be cool this is going to be fun to follow for sure so yeah qtv starts but guess what it didn't start in the state in the arena they play QTV much later. So, but I was sitting behind the mix board and I could see that QTV was playing. I pointed it out to my sister. I'm like, hey, they're playing uh, QTV right now, but we're still watching Roderick Strong. And like the, Roderick and uh, Adam were kind of walking back to the stage. People were getting all excited, but I could see QTV was playing. They ended up playing QTV later, so we can talk about it now. But pretty much QT's trying to explain to his full crew what happened. Hobbs is really pissed off. He demands Marshall fixes it, and he keeps telling Hobbs he kept his word as his bond, and they need to go to plan B. I guess we'll see what plan B is, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I assume they're going to attack Wardlow at the pay-per-view or something. I don't know. Yeah, so. Or during one of his TV title offenses, maybe make him lose the title of somebody who we wouldn't think would win it. I don't know. That'd be crazy.
1: And then our second championship match of the night, TBS champion Jade Cargill with Mars, Sterling, and Lily Gray defeated Taya Valkyrie to retain the TBS title. So the stipulation here is Taya cannot use the uh, Road to Valhalla or the Jaded, whatever version you want to call it. And yeah, so pretty much here. The match was doing its thing. Jade was getting her shit in. Taya was getting her shit in. They were, I thought the match was going pretty well. Um, Cargill's in control for a good amount of time. Valkyrie ends up hitting a blue Thunderbomb for a two. Cargill avoids a charging Valkyrie in the corner, set up the ropes with a superplex off the top, which I thought that was really nice. She followed with an impressive destroyer for a near fall. Yeah, bro, Valkyrie- Jade hit
0: a Canadian destroyer. I haven't done this in a while, but I mean, I don't know if you still have the soundbite or not, but God damn, there's only one thing you can say when fucking Jade hits a Canadian destroyer, dude. Damn! Like, God damn. Yeah. You got to see that live. Imagine thinking about that. The one Jade match you got to see live. First of all, you got to see a Jade match because not everyone gets to see that because it's not she's not she doesn't wrestle all the time. That you know whole mean?
1: sequence, I was like, "Whoa, we're we're picking up some pace." This here. is she can tell she's that she's come real. along
0: a lot as yes. a wrestler since like the last couple matches she had. You know, which is
1: her and Taya yeah. are working very well together, and I think the way they're doing this, they set up another match. Hopefully, a double or nothing. And yeah, let's get.
0: Still don't and, like the band move stipulation thing. I get why they do it because then like otherwise they would just win. But like I don't know. <sighs>
1: yeah but uh she uh hit the destroyer valkyrie you know she gets out of the jaded she hits a double stomp to the midsection she goes for the road of a hell out of instinct and she kind of just like freaks out like uh oh, shit i can't and she let her go and jade got a roll up with the tights for the win and she then let valkyrie, it go oh
0: like, shit here we go again
1: valkyrie was pissed she started attacking people and she uh locked in Aubrey edwards for the finisher but Aubrey got out she got out i like this you yeah,
0: I, agree. I mean, I like it. I just, I, you know, I, I think Ty should be the one to win. And so every time she doesn't win, I'm just gonna be like, you know, like,
1: I think you're getting more of a chance now because they're setting up the rematch when, and it did happen. Jade was in a sense, probably your closest to losing and something outside got in the way and the outside this time being a bad move. So it would have been a DQ anyways. And now they're going to run it back. And I've always thought if Jade loses, at least for the past little bit, it's going to be in a legit feud like this.
0: Yeah, it should be. Because she hasn't traditionally had that. She's had like a bunch of crappy storylines, to be honest with you. So
1: now you've had her win while being taken longer in the match. And yeah, so.
0: Like, I like this. Because if you go back to the beginning of the storyline, they built up a mystery opponent. You know what I mean? They they click.
1: They click too. Mm -hmm.
0: And then it was who everybody wanted. Because it's not always. You know what I mean? And then they, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think, I think it's a good, I think it's, it's a good story. It's better than most of what she's gotten. So, you know.
1: Agreed. And I guess that at the end of the day, it's all we can really ask for at this point, right?
0: Absolutely. hundred percent.
1: So, okay. We just had Britt and Jamie are backstage with Hater wearing a sling. Baker supporting a shiner in her eye. Baker ran down the actions of Saray and the Outcasts while Hater talked about Tony Storm in, about injuring her shoulder and declares war. The only way this will be over is if they send Baker and herself to the morgue. That's fucking metal.
0: Okay. It is pretty metal. A- actually. Yeah.
1: AW rampage. Uh, JR is out. He's doing commentary. Jay white and juice. Robinson defeat Ricky Starks and Sean Spears. I thought this was a fun little match. I, it started off hot. I thought this was going to be the main event. Um, I'm not going to lie, it, but mm-hmm. it was the opening match. And <laughs> I'm loving this tag team. Bullet club, gold kicks ass. Sean looked good and Ricky Ricky just feels like such Ricky? a good star. Ricky feels like a star here. Um But yeah, the bang bang gang, the bullet club, gold, whatever you want to call it, the blade runner out of nowhere. Oh yeah, that's God. one of the craziest Blade Runner dude. counters I've seen, dude. That dude, was nuts. It's so good. But it's so good. Um Jay White and Juice. Give me them against FTR. Seriously. Yes,
0: please. Thank you. I'm
1: I will buy into that all day. But any of the thoughts you had on this match?
0: Um uh juice's gear looked fucking sick. Um
1: Juice screaming Ricky
0: Yeah. You could hear that in the crowd from where you were from what you I said. I
1: could hear Juice screaming. <laughs> and there wasn't too much I could hear like from wrestlers themselves. That just I tells I, you
0: how loud Juice is, you know what I mean? Um I right. heard
1: kanosuke hit a fucking leg slap that was really fucking loud, but Oh nice. There That's wasn't cool. too much other than that, uh but I could hear Ricky being screamed.
0: I love that Kinosuke hits hard enough that you fucking literally hear it. Anyway, yeah. um,
1: it was like one of his knees. Everyone around me is like, oh,
0: <laughs> um, the crowd was super with it. It's just crazy, bro. Like two months ago, we were watching Jay White and we were like, just like, ah, oh, what a great wrestler while we were watching New Japan. And like now he's in AEW. This is like surreal, dude. It's insane. You were literally watching Jay White live in person. Yeah, we were sitting at home watching him wrestle in Japan at like three in the morning, like two months ago.
1: Including the Eddie match. I mean, the, the, the med- match with Eddie, where Eddie sent him packing from New Japan, was fucking
0: awesome. Bro, what, what a crazy what a crazy situation. All right. Um, yeah, but other than that, it's an insane counter, like we said. And, and the crowd was super into this. And uh, I'm hoping we get that Sean Spears run as a single star. I think he deserves it. Yeah. Man just had a kid. Let him make some money.
1: Lexi and Air interviewed the Hardy Boys and Hook in the backstage area. This was not on the screen. Isaiah Cassidy is missing. Um, the firm kidnapped Cassidy at Applebee's. <laughs> Ethan Page threatened to have Big Bill choke slam Cassidy off some scaffolding until Matt Hardy agrees to make the firm deletion match next Friday at Rampage. Matt agrees, and then Big Bill choke slam Cassidy off the scaffolding, anyways. Hook promised the firm will be deleted.
0: I like that Hook only speaks when he's like it's super serious, you know.
1: Yeah, they do protect him in that sense. It's kind of nice. So, up next, we had Naturally Limitless, the tag team. And, uh, yeah. They just won a squash against a couple guys.
0: Uh, Keith Lee yeeted uh, Dustin, which was hilarious.
1: (laughs) It was pretty good. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, this tag team, there is what they are. The Mogul Embassy came out to confront and Rhodes from the stage. That's what we're going to, you know?
0: We need to make a meme out of Swerve coming out and just laughing at people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I am, I'm down. Um, God, Swerve looks so badass. Lexi Air interviewed Sammy Guevara. It was interrupted by Ty Mello, who read Sammy, you know, hey, MJF isn't your friend. And you shouldn't blow his opportunity at the world title by laying down for MJF. She's pretty much just saying what we're all thinking, and I thought she delivered it very well
0: here, bro. She cuts pretty good promos, I think. Like I think people probably just think she doesn't because of the accent, but dude, it comes across clearly to me. Maybe because I watch her so much on wrestling, and you know, like I've seen him, her on Sammy's vlog and stuff. But like, I don't know, man. She, I, just, I understand her, and she comes across pretty cleanly to me. And I love the energy yep. here.
1: Same. Anna JAS defeats Ashley D'Ambois. And yeah, pretty much went to
0: commercial, came back, match
1: ended. Yeah. Jay caught D'Amboa with a hangwoman's neckbreaker, locked in the Queen Slayer, sleeper for the tap out. This is just a four and a half minute squash match. And after the match, Julia Hart attacks Jay from behind. They brawl out the ringside. Referee breaks things up and yeah.
0: Julia Hart getting bent around the ring post. Jesus Christ.
1: It was pretty metal. The outcast said the usual. Uh, this time they were wearing t-shirts. They started barking and they're wearing a t-shirt with a picture. Are we we going to talk
0: about this (laughs) t-shirt? You know, it's, Mm. aw sucks at t-shirts bro i gotta be honest like
1: they they put out these shirts as as gags and people take them so seriously you even have fox news talking about this which jesus people
0: i mean i just Um, like i'm just like i kind of i'm kind of with the common sense side of this argument which is that i would never wear the shirt you know what i mean like
1: exactly there's so many shirts i would never wear like outside of a wrestling thing that it's just that's why to me the conversation seems kind of dumb like scissor me, daddy ass. You're not wearing that shirt down the street. No fucking shot. You know. <laughs> I mean, I might. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but yeah, um, there's a there's a lot of discourse this week about a black guy. Um, the acclaim to Billy Gunn. I mean, this was 50 second squash. Famouser, the arrival, mic drop. Castor humped
0: the guy's leg afterward.
1: Which I guess, GG. Um, Kenny Omega and John Moxley will face off in a steel cage on Dynamite, which we'll talk about actually that in a second here, but main event time, Jay Lethal defeats Cash Wheeler. Uh, what'd you, what'd you think of this one? And, uh, Mark Bringo, Mark Bringo, Mark Briscoe is the Mark ring ringside enforcer
0: yeah mark pringle of the of the pringle brothers um no um yeah mark briscoe so i actually did, uh, so i think this feud is unique because of the mark briscoe of it all man like i think that's Agreed. what makes this interesting you know what i mean like i think i wouldn't care about this if mark briscoe wasn't at the center of it you know what i mean like um because like it's not the match i want FTR having but if you add that in there and the relationship there and the history and the fact that they haven't been there and it would make sense that mark was close to his other friends in the meantime you know what i mean like all this just kind of, you know, works well for me, and um, then, you know, FTR don't have to win all the time, like, they're established, you know, they're two-time world champions, you know what I mean? Like, they, I am I'm I really, um, I didn't think the match was, like, spectacular or anything, I feel like I always rag on cash matches, but I feel like it was fine. Um, he's good, I just don't think they let him, I don't think he, I think because he wants to stick to what FTR does, and more power to him, that's what he wants to do, but I want to yeah. see the cash that gets flippy shit. You know what I mean? Like, is that is the cash that I have seen a couple of matches from an AW. I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot he does this too. You know, um, some Fargo strut action. Like I said, not spectacular, but the story's continuing. Um, I think like having Mark Briscoe turn on one of these teams permanently, at, after whatever they, whatever the res- resolution to this is, is probably the right move. Um, I would think, but I don't know. It could be FDR. That could be dramatic storytelling right there. You know? Yeah. I don't think they'll go that way because he's been catching them cheating at every turn, but you know,
1: yeah. And it's setting up a unique thing. Lethal and Jared are a good first, uh, feud for, do you think we're going to get Mark Briscoe as
0: a special guest referee? Is that going to be the gimmick of this to make sure it's a fair match?
1: I think I could see it actually. Yeah. It makes sense to me. So, okay. That being said, what do we got this week, this upcoming week of AEW action? And, like I said, next week, we know that there's a Kenny Omega and John Moxley cage match. That's fucking awesome. Anytime you get a match announced uh, two weeks out. Why so couldn't they excited. get that for
0: the IWGP title?
1: Oh, yes. So here's the current card. We got an elite promo. Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson. Soraya versus Willow Nightingale. MGF and Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allin and Jack Perry. With double or nothing AW world title match stipulations on the line. The Trace de mayo trios battle royal okay there's a trio
0: in that match of of the lucha bros and elio de vikingo what a trio yeah
1: we got that trio we got the varsity athletes we got hobbs marshall and aaron solo we got the acclaimed daddy ass we got the dark order uno reynolds and silver and then we got the butcher blade and kip that's gonna be a fun battle royal match and yeah i'm cool with that and um the other thing we have is Roderick Strong, Adam Cole, and Orange Cassidy and Bandito taking on the Jericho Creation Society, Hager, Garcia, Menard, and Parker. That'll be it for uh, for next week, and that'll be it for us, guys. So thanks for hanging around. Again, uh, eat, sleep, elites—the handle. We appreciate you guys. If you give us a little five-star frog splash review on the pod if you enjoyed it, maybe hit the follow button on whatever platform you're on to check us out next week or later in this week we have the draft AEW Dynamite versus Collision. If you stay around this long, we can tell you the uh, the base rule set that we have is Dynamite's going to have Kenny Omega and the, in the uh, Young Bucks, which I'll be picking for Dynamite. And Collision's going to have CM Punk and FTR. So kind of your fundamental core teams of each. And we figured that'd be fun to do. And Duke will be picking for Collision. So <laughs> I think that's going to be fun. We're going to do a few picks. We've... Uh, yeah, the there roster. was no
0: shot. If you had said I, you were going to take the CM Punk to try and like switch it up, I'd be like, no, no, no give me CM Punk. Yeah, He's it's my like, boy. He's my boy.
1: Yeah. You, uh, you were able to watch CM Punk while uh, you were younger growing up. You got that. And I've been watching Kenny Omega and I guess the Young Bucks since I've started watching. So we've kind of got this cool little weird mixture thing that we can toss together. It'll work. Dynamo vs. Collision. So I remember when
0: a- Luke Gallows was like post, just post Festus and was part of the Straight Edge Society. I remember.
1: Yeah. Serena Deeb in there? Oh, have to pick her just for that. No. I him. might have um, to just to say just to have one segment
0: on on collision where I'm like, you look a lot different.
1: Yeah, all right. So, thanks for checking that out guys if you did. We really appreciate it and yeah, we'll see. Oh you my guys.
0: god, no. I know exactly what I'd do with that. Actually, oh, hold no. on. I'm I'm cutting you off here. I know exactly what I'd do with that segment. I'd have her come out and point out that he's the bald one now.
1: God damn it. <laughs> that'll be it guys thanks for hanging around we'll see you guys on the flip side vision